I'm back. Hey guys, welcome to the Baking It Down with Sugar Cookie Marketing Podcast. That definitely was Corey. I've never left you. I'd like to remind you that. But this is season one, episode six. I can't believe we've been doing this for, well, I've been doing this for six weeks. Corey, for five. (laughs) True. How many listens do we have so far? I think a poor... 2,500 people have let our high-pitched voices grace their ear canal so far. Wow, that's insane. That is insane. Anyways, welcome guys back. I am so glad that I'm not going solo again this week. Corey's finally decided to give up her stint of playing hooky and has joined us back at this podcast. Um, and I am Corey, a.k.a. the one who tried to catch a kidney infection so I could get... Corey will do anything to get out of work. <laughs> so I could get that staycation um, over in the hospital. You know, that bedside uh, dinner they brought was just amazing. Um, but I want to say thanks to Heather for running everything into the ground this past week. You're welcome. We were going to change it to sugar cookie markers where we only talked about mac and cheese. So you're lucky you returned. <laughs> That's insane. Um, Totally kidding. Um, She was actually a total lifesaver. Did a phenomenal job making sure everything ran smoothly and without interruption. She even, I don't even know how she did it, managed to squeeze in time to bring me flowers and my favorite smoothie while I was in the hospital. So I absolutely appreciate what she did. Right. Yeah. Guys, that was all me. Anyways, I'm just going to quickly run through what we're covering this week to kind of give you guys a play-by-play Um, So you know the parts that I'm talking, so you can tune in, and when Corey's talking, so you can turn back out. Um, But we're going to start with the intro, which we just covered here. Then we're going to the marketing minutes. I think we have allocated this time 10 minutes. After that, the business of baking. It's not so much marketing related, but more business theory that we think would benefit you and your baking, mostly sugar cookie decorating. And after that, I'd love to cover some voicemails, my favorite part, when people call in and tell tell us how much they love us. I struggle with that one still. That's okay. That's okay. And then after that, cover some group stuff we may have missed or things that we think you should know. And then we end with the Twinterest, things the twins find interesting. I'm making that fun work. Yeah, Heather has um, asked to insert that one, so she's not going to let it die. So I'm never, you are, I'm never letting it yeah, die. Yeah, you're stuck with it um, until she finds some newfangled pun to insert in that last three minutes there. Um, but I want to dive right in, you know, before I get another kidney infection and have to leave you again, um, into the marketing minutes. And I want to talk about pricing. Pricing is big, whether you're doing business online, offline, um, starting a new business, have an old business. Uh, the world revolves around all pricing. Businesses, businesses are all pricing. There's so much pricing in business these days. <laughs> I know Heather and I see it in all the groups, um, even in our own group. And the question we ask ourselves when we're starting out in business and when we add new products to our lineups, and the question is, how much would you charge for these? These posts usually come with a picture of cookies someone just decorated and a vague, vague. what would you charge? really just what would you charge with no other identifying information, <laughs> not location, you know, but this question isn't necessarily a bad question. It's actually a great question we should all be asking, but just asking it isn't going to benefit you. And I want to tell you why. Let's say I have a Costco membership, you know, all the cool moms do these days, and I'm able to score butter at bottom dollar. Like they are practically paying me to take their amazing butter. I don't have a Costco membership in real life, but I've heard the glory stories of people with these Costco memberships. I almost want to break in one day and just see what it's all about. But Heather said we are not allowed to do that because we are supposedly adults. 
So that is fine. Um, because their butter is so cheap, I'm actually able to price my sets a tad lower because of my cost ingredients being less. This in turn allows me to reach more folks at a lower price point while also maintaining my profits all at the same time. Sounds good, right? Sounds good to me. More money in my pocket, more clients on my roster. Sign me up. Now, Heather, I want to ask you to ask me. Okay. <laughs> how much would I charge for a set of a dozen simple sugar cookies in the shape of eggs for Easter? Corey, how much would you charge for a dozen simple sugar cookies in the shape of eggs for Easter? Wow, she follows directions, guys. Mm. Mm. Now, I'm going to throw out a number. Let's say uh, $36 a dozen for what you're asking. And let's say that you ran with that number and started charging $36 a dozen too, just because of my comment randomly on Facebook. We don't know each other. We don't know where each other lives. We do not look exactly the same under that. True. She doesn't know I have this insider deal with the Costco. Um, but your butter, wherever you're getting it from, is twice as much as my bargain Costco butter. So I want you to tell me who loses here. Firstly, you lose since you don't have a Costco membership in real life. Mm. But in this figurative analogy, knowing your costs is going to help you so much down the business road. I know it's easier to just type into the group, hey, guys, can you help me price out my cookies? But it could be doing you a disservice not doing the research of your cost ingredients, your time, and my favorite word ever, profit. Uh, when you take someone else's pricing, you lose out on their cost of ingredients versus your cost of ingredients, your profit is what takes the hit. Your ingredients will always be a guaranteed cost to you. The time is the time, and the only factor that can change is how much you put back into your pocket. In all honesty, we want you to charge enough that you know that you're making enough profit, but hey, some folks can't because they're either newer or live in smaller towns and don't think their customers will pay this and that, and these folks need another numbers inside and out. But don't worry, you're not alone. There are cost calculators online. Cost calculators, man. These mm, double, say that double five ones. times fast. Try, yeah. These, there's cost calculators online designed exactly for this. You literally take the cost of your ingredients, time, packaging, delivery, if you charge for that, and profit, and it'll spit you out the cost per dozen that you should be charging to make this venture worth your while. If you price too low and you market really well, you actually drive yourself out of business faster. Ooh, uh, that uh, burnout is going to be a lot quicker. Mm -hmm. I like that. Well, Heather, what if my price is too high? And I quote someone, my newfound pricing that I've done all the cost calculating with um, and took everything into account and they say, hey, it's too expensive. I do not want your cookies. Great question. Tell I'm me, gonna... am I going to lower my price? Because I'm getting ready to lower my prices on my menu. That's a great question. The answer is that should be the last piece you move of this checkerboard. There's many pieces that you can adjust before you get there. But to answer it more specifically, I'm going to tell you that they're probably not your ideal client because they're not willing to pay you for the service and the products that you provide at a cost that is profitable for you. Target doesn't say they'll lower the prices when you walk through the Joanna Gaines aisle, do they? No, absolutely not. Ask me how I know. Mm -hmm. um, but they do say put it in your cart or put it back down. You cannot take it for less than it is priced for. The decision is yours, and Target isn't going to come down to what you think the Joanna Gaines stuff is worth. It's whatever Target says it is, and you're either Target's ideal client or you're going to find yourself next to me at Walmart. <laughs> there you go. Your ideal clients will do the same. The ones who see value will pay the price. It's up to you if you want to lower your profits and to just make that sale. If I could suggest something, don't do that. 
And I will say that if you lower your profits and work for free to make that sale, you're no longer a business, but you are now a charity. Um, so enjoy your new life. You're going to have a lot of work to do. It's and a nonprofit. <laughs> it's not non-for-profit. You're not going to make anything. Um, but that is truly not a business. A business is something that takes into account your cost, your time, and your profit. And if someone does not find the value in that, that is not your target audience. If you say, hey, well, the past four people said that it's too expensive. Well, you you have got to do some more foundational work. You do not know who your ideal client is. Mm-hmm. Um, there's someone out there that's going to pay it. If you look in your town and there's a BMW and a Mercedes out there, they can afford your $36 cookies. Yeah, so you have got to do a little bit of homework. The last thing we want you to do is lower your pricing because two people said it was too expensive. You need to go back to the drawing board. Um, I know we talked about customer avatar. Was that last week or two weeks ago? I know so I've been out of the loop. You weren't here last week. <laughs> I better listen to your there podcast. There was no we last week. <laughs> so um, I know we did talk about client avatars mm-hmm. and knowing who your ideal client is, the one that you're talking to in every single post, the one who's willing to reach into their wallets and give you that money that you deserve. Though Your talents, your time in, your costs, driving to the grocery store, you know, learning, marketing, that that's all a part of that profit that you should be charging for. An interesting thing will happen if people just start this. If you've been cultivating an audience that's used to your lower prices, guess what happens when you raise your prices? Goodbye. Goodbye. And that's exactly what's supposed to happen. I know when people start losing clients, they said, oh, this is the market telling me I'm doing wrong. No, no, no. You changed a price. So now you're, you're, fostering a new target audience. So you'll have a dip off in clients as the new people start to pick up. And what's going to reach this new higher paying audience is again, the other checker pieces. I like people to move before it becomes lowering prices. Mm -hmm. And that's better photography, better product offering, better marketing. There's many things you can move up before you start moving that price down. Right. I know someone posted in the group, Hey, um, I'm almost made no sales with my new pricing. I'm, I'm feeling the need that I need to go back and lower my pricing. Um, and that is doing you a disservice. That's doing your business a disservice. You're going to be working so much more for so much less. Imagine if you charged just twice as much, you would get one client that would make up for the two Mm -hmm. you think you didn't get. Amen. 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 I've never seen, I've never seen Mercedes charge less because there's a Toyota dealership down the street. Are you sure? I'm positive. I'm positive too. All right. Well, that actually wraps us up for our marketing minutes. We went over one minute. I do apologize. We're under two minutes, but I appreciate you moving us along here. Moving us along. All right. The business with baking. Heather has a good one. And I think we're all going to be able to relate to this topic right here. Mm -hmm. Someone in the group last week asked, how do you guys get not burned out. Um, specifically referencing Corey and I in the group, like how do you keep it going? Yes, this group is 15,000 differing opinions with different backstories and different opinions on icing and how it dries. I'm going to say an, uh, uh, an emergency trip to the ER <laughs> is a great way. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So the, the really, the reason, it's called business burnout and it happens to the best of us. And it's where you look around you and you're like, I want nothing to do with this product or service I'm offering. I am tired of it. The thought of my email pinging me increases my anxiety, increases my heart rate. I'm so done. So you know, referencing back to the business boundaries, if you do not have a boundary in place, you're definitely going to get burnout much faster than you think. Back to what Corey just said, if you're charging too little, you're going to have more orders than you can fulfill. That's the law of supply and demand. Mm -hmm. Um, 
if you charge too low, your demand increases to stop demand or you decrease supply and demand increases. Um, so if you're selling out every time you have your, your market's telling you raise your prices a bit. I know people love the word like I sold out this weekend, raise your prices next time then. Right. Don't just be like, I can't wait to sell out next yeah. time. If you sell out in three hours, raise your prices so that it takes you longer to sell out next week. And guess what? You make more. Mm-hmm. Um, you have less work to do. Mm-hmm. And you still come out on top. Right. So it's not a bad thing that you sell out slower if you raise your prices. What you're doing is you're limiting supply and you're changing the construct of supply and demand. So that is actually what that is. So I'm proud of everyone who gets sold out. But now your next challenge is to incrementally raise those prices. And I'm not talking about doubling them. I'm talking about adding 50 cents, adding a quarter here or there. Nobody will notice it except for you when it comes down to reaching into your wallet. Which brings me to my third point about business burnout is if you do not have a solid goal, you are going to get burnout. It is exhausting to work for nothing. Even though I'm working for a dollar, I'm working for this. If you don't have an eye on the prize, this doesn't make a ton of sense. And it's hard to motivate humans to do something when there is no end prize. We, we love to work off of incentive. Um, I know Corey, and somebody asked me to ask you about this. Okay. Uh, she's working towards a Disney trip. Yeah, guys, I have. I want to pay for this Disney trip. It is in June, and it is going to be paid 100% with only cookie money um, from my cookie classes, from our DIY kits, from my custom orders. Um, that's my goal. That, when I get into the kitchen, I'm putting on my Disney ears, doing my little Disney dance, and that is what's keeping me going because I am so excited to take my son I am taking Heather with me because she's a good planner, but that's really the only reason. I know how to navigate an airport, so I'm going to Disney. (laughs) But you're right. I have a goal in mind, which helps me be able to turn that oven on, uh, to be able to roll that dough. I know, Um, Corey, and I have sometimes also poor time management, but we've been up in the kitchen here about 10 p.m. slinging with a frosting <laughs> helicopter. Helicoptering is a technical term. Playing <laughs> a frosting bag. We were a bit helicoptering, but it makes sense because at the end of it, there's something that is motivating us to make that 10 p.m. Uh, worth it. Um, so I want to read a quote. It says, a difficult time can be more easily endured if we retain the conviction that our existence holds a purpose, a cause to pursue, a personal love, or a goal to achieve. And that's by John Maxwell. Um, you need a motivator to stay motivated. I know it sounds like pretty basic and simple, but we pretty we often get lost in the weeds on why we're doing this thing. Um, and there's a TED Talk by Mel Robbins I was listening to earlier this week. Um, she's a motivational speaker and a couples therapist, and she essentially says, why don't you have what you want? In a world where everything we need is started is basically at our fingertips, we suffer from the four-letter word. Don't worry, I'm not going to curse here, but it's the word fine. I'm fine. If you're fine, then you're not going to change anything. But if you're not fine, if you're suffering, it should be hard. I'm fine is the Band-Aid phrase because it's you're fine. You don't have to do anything. It's okay. It's just hard. No, it's not hard. It is hard, but it's hard for a reason. It's hard because I'm doing it so that I can buy this new car in cash. Or it's hard so that I can pay for my kids' private school tuition. Or it's hard so that I can take that vacation that I've been pining for for the better part of a decade. Oh, I actually love that. Do you, by chance, have the link to the Mel Robbins TED Talk? I do. Um, I'm going to say it's not for young ears. She isn't the cleanest speaker, but I will link it in the comments of the podcast and in the group notes. So you guys can definitely click there. I would definitely not have that speaker on too loud. I don't think there's a ton of cursing, but there is some. Okay. Well, I appreciate that um, foyer because I will be able to turn it off for my kid who listens to everything I listen to. I, gotta, I just got to ask, is foyer the right word there? Is it 
foray. Yeah, foray. Because I think what foray is, is like the front of a house. Oh, oh, oh my goodness. <laughs> Doesn't it still kind of work? Thank you for the lead-in. I'm totally <laughs> stretching that one. Guys, I've been in the hospital for a few days. I am dehydrated right now. How long is she going to milk that kidney stone, guys? Oh, for the next year, guys, you're going to be putting up with it. <laughs> Okay, so Corey, we're gonna switch to voicemails, and I'm going to foyer to voicemails. We'll be foyering over voicemails. (laughs) Don't forget to shut the door. The foyer, anyway. Um, And I have a actually, this is going to be a voicemail I'm really excited about because I'm going to talk about it again when we talk about group stuff. Oh, I can't even wait. This is from Jennifer. Hi, Heather and Corey. My name is Jennifer Grow. My company is Gem Sweet Treats, and I just wanted to share a win for this week. I know many people have been talking about feeling like Easter orders just aren't out there. Um, I do a exclusive VIP email list, and um, my Easter orders went live on March 18th, and within six hours, I had over 80 orders. So the orders are out there. Um, maybe a VIP email list is something that... Um, that members can be looking into or, or diving into starting um, as a either alternate or something different to the VIP email group. But I just wanted to share my win for the week. Thanks. Bye. Okay. Her voicemail cut off there at the end, but it doesn't make what she said any less impressive. So basically Jennifer Grow tells us, Hey guys, I am selling out an Easter because I have a VIP email list. So if you're constantly saying, where are my leads? I got to see the most untapped market for cookies beside a website, which I'll take to my grave, is email list. Thoughts? I absolutely agree. I When I'm bored and sitting at home, I will go through my promotions folder. I'll go through my updates. I'll even check my spam just to see if I'm popular. I'm sure you are popular. Today, Corey and I, I made her clean out her promotions oh, folder. I had 13,000 emails to Lily and thought I was scum of the earth. Corey had 55,000 emails. It it's it's a hard job being popular, but someone's got to do it. Someone's got to do it. Okay, moving along. Hi. So I left a voicemail earlier, and I was super all over the place and really excited to leave a voicemail, but probably sounded horrendous. So I'm going to re-ask my question, and you can just pretend like you didn't hear the other one. Um, so my question is: In the beginning of my baking and selling journey. I had a few clients that would order um, and then they would never order again. I would, you know, the service was there, but I think my main issues were the taste and the look of my products. I obviously didn't have a ton of practice and have a lot of skills built up and my recipes definitely were not as fine tuned as they are now. Um, I see them on Facebook all the time supporting small businesses. They love supporting small businesses. Um, So I know that's not the issue. Uh, They're just not supporting my small business. So my question would be, how do I reach those clients again and get them to order with me again and try my products again? Um, Because I do think that I could win them back over if they just tried my stuff like one more time. Um, or is it better to just leave it alone, focus on new clients? Um, I just feel like I have a lot more to offer than I did before, and I would like to possibly win them back. So anyway, that's my question. Just ignore the other one. Hopefully this came off better. (laughs) Thank you. Bye. Love that. That is absolutely hilarious as well. But I know Corey and I had a few different perspectives on this one, so I'm going to let the twin take it. Okay, so I I 
absolutely do not think you should let a warm lead go. That's your che- cheapest cost to turn procure? into procure for Ooh, foyer. Okay. That's your cheapest cost to foyer. <laughs> I love that this is our new word for things we don't know. Um, but you might have to reach back out. And I, my idea for it was um, going back to what Jennifer said in our last voicemail was using email marketing. Um, probably you do have their email address if you had some form that you took their information on. And I would send them an email and let them know um, – new number who this bigger you know. faster better stronger <laughs> whatever you got to do to get back in front of them and let them know hey we have been tweaking our recipe and now we are looking for official taste testers you guys supported us once let us give back to you a little bit support us one more time and all we i think you need to do is just be able to get a cookie into their hands they can taste the difference and turn back into singing your praises online um, instead of your competitors I like that perspective. That's a great one. And we're going to talk about email marketing here again in a minute. So great great foyer there. (laughs) Um, But I had a different perspective as well. I know I I hate the concept of free product, but I am not against it. I'm really mostly against it when people are undermining their already way too low prices and then thinking that free product is going to somehow be their wallet saver. Uh If this person is truly a brand ambassador and you see that they're putting a lot of time cultivating leads for these other small businesses... I'd reach out to them and I'd be like painfully honest. Hey, I worked hard. I've gotten better. This is better. This looks better. Here is my complimentary, no strings attached, 12 cookies that I think will blow your mind. And I appreciate that you gave me the chance before. I just want to show you that I'm constantly improving this and, you know, see what happens. And I would chalk this up to your marketing budget. Yeah, I I honestly think going the honesty route here, um, people appreciate it. Uh, No one once will pull it over their eyes. And if you think that you did improve with your taste, be honest with them. Uh, They'll appreciate it. And if they supported you once, I think if they're wanting to support small business, they'll absolutely welcome that opportunity. Yeah, I would love it if somebody, if I purchased something from somebody and they said, hey, I've gotten a lot better. And here, I want you to try it. A a free cook. Heather loves free cookies. Let that be known. Love them. They're my foyer <laughs> okay, I'm gonna let that one pass. <laughs> I figured. Okay, so that's our first two. Um, thanks for calling Jennifer. Voicemail number two was Anon. Ooh, that's felt so sultry. cool. And then text number three is also Anon, but it's from a 256 area code. So we'll find you. That's all I need. That's all I need. It reads Hi there. I absolutely love the group, and I'm learning so much. And Corey is my not favorite twin. Oh, family. hey, you missed up there, baby Crap. girl. <laughs> um, anyways, it says Hi there. I absolutely love the group, and I am learning so much. I made a Google My Business profile. I cannot get it to show my business when I search cookies near me in my city. I've even made keywords so that it would notify. I search and there's no notification. Please help. There's a couple of things going on here. The easiest to solve is that if you made a Google My Business and you have not received that postcard, it will not show in search. Tell us why you need that postcard. Google My Business spam is so prevalent that to get the workaround, Google requires a an actual location to mail a verification code. That location, as we mentioned in the last podcast, will not be publicized if you set yourself to a service area, but it should not. I know that there's some cases where well, it should not show up until you've typed that verification code in. If Google's doing everything correct, yes, there's some weird loopholes, 
but ideally it doesn't show up until that verification card comes in the mail. And that might seem like a hassle to you. Oh, one more thing. It's probably going to be thrown out in the junk. What if it doesn't come to me? But this honestly does help you because there is this subculture called rank and rents where they just apply for Google My Businesses constantly, flood the internet with fake businesses, and that does you a disservice. So having this one actual hurdle to jump over, it saves a lot of spam. It really does. So it, it is annoying. Me and Heather have done it a million times, but it's actually beneficial to your business and to keep the spam um, away. Mm-hmm. So 256 Anon, if you said, but I already got the verification code and I'm still not showing up, welcome to the world of SEO. This is actually our day job and it is extremely difficult to just get things to show up. It takes a lot of time, it takes a lot of effort, and it takes a lot of typing. Um, so right now, to Google, you are just a Google My Business, and Google doesn't know what you are or what you do. The way to work around that is to optimize your Google My Business. That means go through your services, and if you offer classes, and I think the character limit's pretty high on those, fill out each character limit explaining to people exactly what you offer, how you offer it, who you offer it to, what you charge, how much you charge, how willing you are go to... The more copy you can put there, the more Google can associate your Google My Business with keywords that people are searching. If your eyes just glazed over while she was talking, you are in luck. Me and Heather are actually working on a paid course that will take you step by step by step through your GMB, through what even SEO even stands for, um, so you can start showing up in search um, while me and Heather hold your hands. Are you telling me you're making a course to tell us how we can market ourselves more effectively? Girl, you read my mind. But how much is this going to cost me? Thousands? Not even thousands. That's the great. Not even hundreds. Oh, wow. That sounds wonderful. Yeah, this will be worth it. If you truly want to put your money where your mouth is, this is a course for you. If this is a side hobby, I'm going to suggest saving your money um, and spending it on jelly donuts that are glazed. True. Uh, you can buy props, beads. Um, But this is for those that are really dedicated to growing their business. It is the big daddy. It is us sharing our secrets that we do for our clients in our marketing agency. Um, And that's what we're going to be able to share in this course. So stay tuned for that. We're still working on it. Um, I know Heather was working on it while I was in the hospital watching NCIS. So I knew you were taking a vacation. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, so we have group stuff. I know we're running a little over, but in all fairness, Greg asked me to make this two minutes longer. So, Oh, Greg, look at you getting uh, getting what you want. He said his uh, commute was 32 minutes and 30 minutes just isn't cutting. Well, let me add this. If Greg, uh, I'm going to challenge you this week. Give us a call and a marketing question at 571-556-5644. You can also text that number if you're a little phone shy. Send us an email at hello at sugarcookiemarketing.com. Dot com. Cannot wait for your question. If it is a hard one, I'll pretend I did not get it. Absolutely. I like that policy. Okay, group stuff. Um, So I want to cover what's coming up this week. Corey and I are actually speakers at a conference that'll be April, what was it? April? It's April 6th through 9th. Did I delete that? Anyways, April 69th. But our session is actually, we'll have a live Q&A session after our little pre-recorded um, 20 minutes goes on and you have 10 minutes to ask us only easy questions, only easy questions. What day can they expect that? That will be April 7th. The time is two 30 central three 30 Eastern. I have no idea what the Pacific does. Okay. Yeah. Me neither. I'm just going to put three 30 on my uh, calendar and hopefully be there in time. But we're, what's our 20 minutes about our 20 minutes are about 
easy, there's going to be seven easy tips, seven hard tips of what you can do to grow your business starting today and you'll see benefits tomorrow. So I'm super excited about it. I hope you're going to be excited about it too. Is this going to cost us thousands of dollars to attend? Oh my goodness. Uh, take a thousand minus $980. Oh, I did it. I did it. It's only 20 bucks to attend. You don't even have to leave the comfort of your own home. Question, I, if people, can they watch replays on this? Oh my goodness, you sure can. Mm. Oh, like almost hired me. No excuse. I hope you guys make it there. Um, I hope we can see you in the live Q&A and we can kind of get to know you a little bit better. We're super excited. Heather, go on to our next point for the group stuff. So I'm just going to recap two challenges that we finished up. This is the last day for the 3 by 3 by 3 challenge, I if you've been following along. have enjoyed this challenge immensely. I saw my account grow probably by two, maybe almost 200 people. That's great. The 3 by 3 by 3 challenge, you can start it whenever, guys. I know we just did a group challenge, but you could do this any day of the week, any day of the month. It's commenting on three profiles that follow you, three profiles that you follow, and three profiles that neither follow you nor you follow based off a hashtag. I love it. Um, so if you want to be an influencer and kind of grow that way, you would follow hashtag sugar cookie and comment that way. If you're only trying to grow local and get more local roots, you're going to go for those smaller hashtags that are local to you. An example of one, we're in Northern Virginia. Nova Foodies is a popular hashtag for people who like food and live in Northern Virginia. That's going to be a great hashtag for us. Yeah, perfect. Okay, Corey, there was a photography challenge that nobody knew about. Do you want to fill in on it? <laughs> Okay, I started this photography challenge, then I got and sick. And then Corey disappeared. And then it disappeared. But it was um, Sweet Pink Olive is the one who actually gives away our cutters each week. And every time we've reached a group milestone, she has done a giveaway. And this one was huge because we finally hit 15,000 members. And she did this photography challenge where she gave us a list of five or six things that had to be required in the photo. And that just closed up last night. And she just texted me and a winner is a Bruin. Yeah, they were trying to pass it off on me to pick it. I it was too it. hard. There were so many good people. beads out of cookies. I know. I can't be, I can't, you know, I'm biased Someone to beads. everything, the tea towel, oh, the beads, the, the, the cookies. The pop fridge. Yeah, they made it all out of cookies. It, it was just the, the creativity and was, I know, but it is a photography challenge. You got to pick the best photo. You are 100% right. I was just so impressed with how many people really put the time and energy in, you know, and made it happen. It was so impressive and I enjoyed each and every person's post. Yeah, how fun. Can we do more of these? Absolutely. Absolutely. I think maybe we should give away a backdrop for maybe the oh, next that's a great one. Idea. So I'll be working with AE core backers on that and hopefully we can get that one going. Oh, that's a good one. Okay. Um, next thing I just wanted to cover some, I love these Facebook lives. People's willingness to donate their time to other strangers on the internet is it, nothing short of amazing. I to know me. it's so encouraging, right? So we have two lives. I know these people are going to hate that I mentioned this cause I had to follow up with them. Uh, Jess Clapper, she owns a pig farm. And she wants to tell you guys that porch pop-ups in rural addresses means you can still sell out. Um, um, there's no excuse. Absolutely. And if you have a chance, find Jess Clapper on TikTok because you get a tour of the pig farm, pig babies, giant pigs. It, I wasted probably 40 minutes of my life just watching these pigs. Pig talk. Okay. Um, Instagram marketing with Courtney at Bakery Tico. She, as I call her, if Courtney was the prop queen, 
Courtney would be the prompt queen. Like these two, you know, she's really good at getting you on Instagram and saying, hey, talk about yourself today. Talk about this today. Talk about that today. Just to create more engaging content versus you're a cookie, you're a cookie. Yeah, she does a phenomenal job. I know I actually met her because I bought shirts from her. I know. I think you gave me two. The rest I did. <laughs> I did. Okay. So those ones we're working on. I know that Courtney will be closer to the end of the month, but we actually have a few scheduled that are coming up. How to Nail Mother's Day pre-sales with Gina Marie Burke. She is so passionate about providing value and telling a lot of people who don't know what pre-sales are. This is your answer. It's going to be on Thursday, April 15th, 8 p.m. Eastern time. Love it. And then next up, we'll have everything you ever wanted to know about teaching sugar cookie decorating classes. You'll never guess who the speaker is. Ooh, I, people, I don't know if you should tune into this one. <laughs> this will be Corey and somehow myself filming this. If we can do it in the actual location, um, we'll try. If not, you're going to have to deal with us wherever we decide to do this. But that will be Thursday, April 22nd. Right now I have it tentatively at 10.30 a.m., but if it switches the replay will still be available in the group. Absolutely. And I'm going to give you the down and dirty. I think we've taught maybe 40 or 50 classes now. Now it just seems like second nature to us. So if you have any of those dying questions you want to know, give them to me. I'm going to do my best to answer them and hopefully get you on that road to teaching your own classes. And if you don't have any questions, this would be a great way to learn if this is something you want to do. Teaching these classes is a blast and it is so little work outside of being in front of people, which once you do it and you realize people are clueless and they just want you to teach them, it's a lot of fun. Yeah, we have a blast. It's our highest profit margin. So that's why we push them so much. Um, It's one day of like hard work and then you get to have a big payout. So yeah. And to prevent burnout, Corey and I, every time after class, go to our favorite restaurant. That incentive. Uh Ooh, that's our goal. Uh Yeah. So Mm -hmm. back to that business burnout. And then lastly, we have how to, you're going to love this. You're going to love it. How to create, build and grow a cookie business newsletter with Jennifer Grow. And Jennifer Grow was the one who left the voicemail saying how she sold out on Easter kits because of emails. This guy's Guys, I know everyone likes the fun Facebook lives, porch pop-ups and farmer's markets. You need to tune into this one too. I know, well, I don't have an email list. No, you need an email list and this is how you're going to be able to get it. Right. And I know when we have classes and this will tie in right to um, teaching decorating classes, uh, if it's the week of and we have maybe one or two seats that are not filled, I do not want to waste that. So what I have Heather do, um, because of course, she's cool, apparently, because <laughs> she Heather do does it. it. Um, I actually have her send out an email blast and most all the time it fills those final seats for us. So my marketing dollar are spent and we are using our warmest market and constantly going back after that. Right. What if I told you you could make $70 hitting the send button? Who wouldn't mm, do it? Sign me up. That's exactly what an email list does. And that's why I have you click send. Yeah, great. Anyways, that wraps us up. So great stuff. Last thing is Twinterest. Corey, what have you been into this week? <laughs> okay. Uh, my newfound love is drinking water. Heather says that's what landed me in the hospital. And while no educated doctor has been able to say that was the reason, I don't think drinking water is a bad thing. So Heather bought me this cool cup to hype me up for this H2O train. We are apparently riding together. So I'm excited. Two liters of water a day. (laughs) I guess I'm excited about hydration. Well, you said worst pain of your life, buddy boy. So you better be (laughs) juggling. When I thought my 30s couldn't get any more 30-ish, here I am talking about water to a bunch of folks on a podcast um but you're on a podcast but i'm on a podcast talking about water <laughs> um my favorite one um if you ever have heard of it you know because they tell you that they love it it's called wine app if you're like me and the first time you heard it you thought it was wine app 
calm. It's not that. It's actually about budgeting, a lot less fun. Uh, YNAB stands for you need a budget. Um, and full disclosure, my sister works for YNAB. We have an older sister. Um, and she got us into this. Basically, imagine when you look at your checking account and you just see a sum of money, it's really hard to allocate that to certain things. YNAB is that in between you and your checking account, your savings account. So that weird large number, hopefully, if you're listening to anything that we're teaching you, that'll be a larger <laughs> number. Hopefully that, that number makes more sense to YNAB. So in YNAB, I can allocate, okay, of this number, this amount goes to this, this amount goes to that. And then as I live my life and go to the grocery store and stop by McDonald's, I put into my YNAB, hey, I spent this much at McDonald's, and it takes it from my food budget. That said, if I go over my food budget, it says, Boo Bear, you can't go over your food budget. That means you ha- you're you you're missing money. So you have to borrow it from another account. So then I'll take it from my skincare budget or some fun things because I wanted to treat myself to pad thai. So now I can't treat myself to new shoes. I really like it. But I'm going to put the links to that in the show notes. But they say if you use YNAB, the first 34 days are free. Absolutely free. You can taste test it, take it for a, a dry run. But they say if you use it the way it's supposed to in the first 34 days, it'll save you $600. I, I know Heather has been using it, I want to say, what, for the better part of a year? I think so. Maybe. That means i got to pay for it soon. Yeah. <laughs> there's, a, there's a college discount. If you're in if I am in college, again. But if you get the college discount, you get it free for an entire year. So Heather's used it. Uh, I've, you know, looked over her shoulder. Um, and it, she's actually seen a ton of benefit from it. So I, you know, Heather. Corey called me cheap the other day, which is the best compliment oh a wine average could get. She's so annoying. Oh. Can't spend it. Not in my budget. Okay. Well, I think that wraps us up. Right, guys. Okay, great. So if you want to hear more of our lovely voices, that'll be uh, on the 7th. And then we'll be back in the podcast whenever we decide to film it. All right, guys. Take care and drink that water. Amen. Amen.